بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله بعد We're starting this session and dealing with uh, issues of brotherhood in Islam. And our guest this evening, of course, is the esteemed Sheikh uh, Salam al-Amri, who inshallah ta'ala will uh, deliver this lecture. And of course, we will hold the question and answer sessions, of course, following the lecture. What is that? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم أشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد Our topic today is brotherhood. And the points I would like to shed light upon, there are eight, seven points. Number one, its importance. Number two, the merit for loving for Allah's sake. And number three, the caliber of choosing brothers, the criteria. And number four, 
aspects of brotherhood and ways of strengthening and augmenting it. And number five, brotherhood from the companion's perspective. And number six, living examples from the life of the Salaf. And number seven, causes of disagreement. Inshallah, by Allah's grace, we'll finish these points. So brotherhood, this nice word, this tender word, which touches the heart, and which we lack, which we miss among ourselves. Brotherhood, the cornerstone upon which the Prophet ﷺ built the structure of the early community, the Muslims, the early community in Medina, based on brotherhood. Without brotherhood, no unity, no entity, no existence. Only through the brotherhood, unity, unity will be achieved. Then we'll have our own entity. The Muslims in the past, they loved each other. To the extent that the Prophet ﷺ established this brotherhood between the Muhajireen, the emigrants, and the supporters, the Ansar. And the Ansari, this is something happened in history. You will not find anywhere except in Islam. It's not utopia, no. It's a reality happened. The Ansari would come to the immigrant and he would offer him that I have two wives or three wives. Choose which one you want and I will divorce her for you. This happened among the Sahaba. This is my wealth. I divide it into two halves. Take one half of it. This is what happened. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he brought them up. He disciplined them. They are his disciples. And he planted in their hearts the meaning of brotherhood. So in order to gain our strength, brothers and sisters, and our lost glory, our situation today as Muslims is so bitchy. Muslims are slaughtered like animals, are slain everywhere. We are only shedding tears. But we don't ask, why is this happening to us? Allah promised that his deen is going to prevail. But what is happening is the opposite. Why? Allah promised, and Allah maintains His promise. 
But there are conditions that should be fulfilled. These conditions is to be true Muslims. Brothers. The deen of Allah is going to prevail. No doubt about it. It's a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, هُوَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلَّهِ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ It's a promise. It's he who has sent his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with guidance and the religion of truth to make it superior over all religions, even though the polytheists, the mushrikun, okay, hate it. The Muslims, the companions, the situation of the Arabs before Islam, they were scattered, killing each other. Only Islam brought them together. And they were brothers. The bond of brotherhood in Islam is stronger than the tie of blood. In the battle of Badr, Mus'ab ibn Umair passed by his brother. Brother from mother and father. And he was a kafir. So he was a captive. And another Muslim was handcuffing him, tying his hands. So Mus'ab was telling his brother in Islam, huh? tied his hands well. He has a rich mother in Mecca. He's going to set him free. So his brother said, I am your brother. He said, no, you are not my brother. He is my brother. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, one of his children was a kafir. So he was fighting the Muslims. Then he became a Muslim, alhamdulillah, the child, the son. So then when he became a Muslim, he told his father, my father, on that day I was hiding myself. I don't want to see you. He said, by Allah, my son, I was looking for you. To kill you. Why? Because that's the love of Allah has settled in their hearts. <clears throat> Another example that Muslims, the early Muslims, they were proud of their deen. And if we want to, be, to gain our lost glory, we have to be true Muslims and brothers in the real sense. Rabi'i ibn Amr was a short companion. The Prophet ﷺ sent him with a message to Rustum, the Persian leader. So Rustum was talking to him. So he said, what are you coming for? Date? Wheat? Flour? What do you want? Because this is what you used to come for before Islam. Before. But Rabbi said, no, 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 no. The situation has changed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to bring out from the darkness whomever he wills and from the worshipping of human beings to the worship of the Lord of the human beings and from the narrowness of this world to the vastness of the hereafter and from the oppression of the false religions to the justice of Islam. Subhanallah. This is what he said. Proud of his faith. He's not afraid. He's conveying the message. He's the same. The same Arab. Before Islam, he was killing his brother. They were killing each other. For years, hundreds of years, the Arabs were fighting. Islam brought their hearts together. So the deen of Allah is going to prevail with us or without us. It's only a privilege and merit that we die as true Muslims and brothers. Otherwise we are going to be losers. Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith and sahih of Imam Bukhari, among the signs of the hours, he said, count six signs that <coughs> indicate the approach of the hour. Believe me, brothers and sisters, though, so one of Dr. Bilal, Allah khair, talked about the millennium, the year 2000. And the Christians and the Jews, they are preparing themselves for us, according to their beliefs. Okay? That Jesus is coming and things like that. We believe that Jesus is going to come. No doubt about it. And very soon. Because all the prophecies regarding that, they are fulfilled. The signs of the hours, most of them are fulfilled, the minor ones. So the Prophet ﷺ, by the way, I have read a lot about this. And they are, the Jews in particular, they are preparing themselves to receive their Messiah. Who is their Messiah? The Antichrist. The Messiah Dajjal. He is the Messiah for the Jews. Okay? Who is living now in an island, in the Arabian Sea. Okay? He is chained. Huh? And it's high time for him to come out. And 70,000 of the Jews living in Asfahan and Iran, they will follow him because his followers are the Jews. So they are preparing themselves for that. And the moment the Antichrist uh, comes out from the island, Jesus descends. And he is the one who is going to kill the Antichrist with the spear. Where? In Palestine. Lud. area. But the Prophet ﷺ said in the, says in this hadith, and that's why they are already prepared the, the, to build the temple. So don't be shocked or if something happened to the Masjid al-Aqsa. May Allah forbid. Okay? I prepared everything. So the Prophet ﷺ said, count six signs that indicate the approach of the hour. My death. So the Prophet's death is one of the signs. My death. The conquest of Jerusalem. A plague that will afflict you as the plague that afflicts animals, the sheep. 
increment, increase in the wealth. Wealth will be multiplied to the extent that people, they will not be satisfied. No matter what you give them, you become greedy. Then he said, and a fitna, an affliction, which no Arab house, no Arab house will escape. Fitna and affliction will happen to the Arabs. No single house will be exempted. Then a truce, treaty between you and Bani al-Asfar, the Byzantines, the Christians. Okay, people now, they are running after normalization. You know normalization? With the Jews. Okay? Peace with the Jews. No peace with them. They never maintain a covenant. Never in their lives. And we should realize that we cannot play with the Jews. That is that's the field. Okay? Don't think so that you can be smarter than them. That's their field. That's the field they master it very well. Okay? So we should not we stop this wasting time. And we are very naive, unfortunately. And Bani al Asfar, the Byzantines, who will, see the Prophet Sallallahu what he's saying, who will betray you. They will betray you, the Christians. And attack you. And the 80 flags, and the each flag will be 12,000 soldiers. So, 80 times 12,960,000 9, soldiers. They will come to where? Where is the theater of this battle? There. Muslim land. Is it what they call it? Armageddon? Allah knows. Many of them, they believe in that. Okay? About this war. Oh, which is actually it is a plain in Palestine where this war is going to take place according to their belief. But the Prophet is saying they are going to they will come and they will betray after this truce and their number will be 960,000 soldiers. Hadith is in Sahih Muslim. But never mind. The deen of Allah is going to prevail. And the war is coming between Islam and Kufr. The Kuffar, they are uniting themselves. And the Muslims, they are still in a deep sleep. Allah says, هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا Again, it's he who has sent his messenger with guidance and the truth, religion of truth, that he may make it superior over all religions. And Allah is sufficient, and all sufficient is Allah as a witness. And the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith, which you know, the nations are about to invite one another and come upon you just as those eating invite others to share their dish. So one of the Sahaba asked, 
Will that be because we are few in number that day? The Prophet ﷺ said, no. At that time you will be numerous. The Muslims are outnumbering one billion now. But you will be froth. Like the froth carried by a torrent. You know when the flood comes, water, there will be foams. You'll be like that. The foam has no weight. And Allah would remove the fear of you from the hearts of your enemies. The hearts of the enemies, they will not fear you. Before, they used to fear the Muslims. But now, no. Allah will remove that. Your enemies, and Allah will indeed throw weakness, the wahan, into your heart. So the Sahaba said, what is the wahan? What is this weakness, O Prophet of Allah? He said, love for the world and hatred for death. All of us, we want and love this dunya. And no one is ready to sell his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want only this dunya. As you know in the hadith in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, He who does not participate in jihad, and even he doesn't have the intention to participate, and he dies, he dies upon a branch of hypocrisy, a degree of hypocrisy. If you don't have that intention, at least to fight the enemies of Islam, you die with having a pranj shu'ba of hypocrisy. So, we have to check ourselves. The Prophet ﷺ said, as also in Bukhari, he said, I have been sent with the shortest expressions. al-Kalim. The Prophet ﷺ, he will say just a few words. See? A man came to him and he said, give me an advice. He said, Say, I believe in Allah and act upon that. This is the whole deen. This is the whole deen of Islam. You want to explain it, needs encyclopedias. So Allah gave him that. For instance, Aisha, the Jews, the Jews, they used to pass by the Prophet and say, Sam alayka Muhammad, Sam. Sam in Hebrew means death. They will not say as-salam, so they will say sam. As-salam alayk. Sam be upon you. That's death. So the Prophet ﷺ used to say wa alaykum. That's it. Finish. Aisha heard one of them. said, sam be upon you and your father and your grandfather. The Prophet ﷺ said, hey Aisha, cool down. What's this? He said, didn't you hear him? He said, didn't you hear what I said? It's enough. So the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that. <clears throat> and also, and I have been made victorious with terror. So the Prophet was a terrorist. Okay? Cast in the hearts of the enemies. Allah, okay, supported this deen by casting the terror in the hearts of the kuffar. 
the gift was given to the Prophet And while I was sleeping, the keys of the and the keys of the treasures of the world were brought to me and brought in my hand. And this is the deen is going to supersede and prevail. This is a promise. So we have to work for that. That at the end, Muslims would be the winners. No doubt about it. So we should not lose hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about the importance of brotherhood. He said, Moses, قَالَ سَنَشُدُّ عَضُدُكَ بِأَخِيكَ وَنَجْعَلُ لَكُمَا سُلْطَانًا فَلَا يَصِلُونَ إِلَيْكُمَا بِآيَاتِنَا أَنْتُمَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَكُمَا الْغَالِبُونَ Which means, Allah said to Moses, We will strengthen your arm through your brother. See, your brother is your arm. He's your strength. If you don't have a brother, what can you do? If you are losing your brothers, if you are cutting and severing the ties of brotherhood, you will be, remain, you will remain alone. Now there is a symbolic and metaphoric story. They say there were three oxen in the, in the forest. Okay, you know that. Black, white, and red. So the lion came to say to one of them, to two of them, he said, oh, this, this, this color of this oxen is awkward. So let me eat it. So no problem. They finished. Then came to the second one. Say, the, the color of the other one is not good. Let me eat it. Let me eat your, your fellow, your, your friend. Say, go ahead. Then finally he came to him. <laughs> so this oxen realized later, we don't want to be like the oxen. The oxen realized later, he said, I was eating the first day you ate my the first oxen. The first oxen was the day you ate the first oxen, I was eaten. Finished. And this is what is happening to the Muslims. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wa'tasimu bihablillahi jami'an wala tafarraku. Wadkuru ni'matallahi alaykum idkun tu ma'da anfa'alla fabayna kulubikum. فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون الله سبحانه وتعالى saying and hold fast all of you together all of you Allah is talking to me and you And hold fast all of you together to the robe of Allah. And what's the robe of Allah? It is the book of Allah. This robe which will never be cut and severed. Till Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pulled it back. Because this Quran, it will go back to Allah. One night, it will be taken from the breasts and from the books. You open the Mus'haf, no Qur'an. The ayat that you have memorized, taken away. 
So it is a chance now, our chance to read it. This is a letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah talks to you. It is the real word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran. Be not divided among yourselves. This is what Allah is saying. These all are imperatives, commands. فعل أمر واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا These are commands, imperatives. Allah is commanding us. And remember Allah's favor on you. For you were enemies one to another. The commentators said this ayah was revealed regarding the, the Aws and Khazraj, who are later called the Ansar. Because they were fighting. So when the Prophet ﷺ came to them, they became brothers. For you were enemies one to another, but he joined your hearts together. So that by his grace you became brethren. And you were on the brink of a pit of fire. To fall into the fire. And he saved you from it. Thus Allah makes his ayat, his signs, his proofs clear to you that you may be guided. Allah is saying very clear ayat, instructions. Never divide yourselves. All Allah says, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And let there arise out of you, Muslims, a group of people and fighting to all that is good, the ma'roof, and forbid that what is wrong. Also, Allah warns us. He says, وَلَا تَكُونُ كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ And be not as those who divided and differed among themselves. After the clear proofs had come to them, it is they for whom there is an awful torment, punishment. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us from division, disunity. See what the Prophet sallallahu said. He said, unity, al-jama'atu rahmah, wal-furqatu adab. This is what the Prophet sallallahu said. Al-jama'atu rahmah, wal-furqatu adab. Which means unity is a mercy and this unity, division, is what? Punishment. And what we have today? Unity or disunity? And we are reversing, actually, the hadith. We are saying disunity is the mercy. The Prophet is saying unity is the mercy. We are saying no, the separation and the division is the mercy. When Umar ibn al-Khattab was stabbed by the Magian Abu Lu'lu'ah, the Zoroastrian, he appointed a committee to select and elect a successor after him, Khalifa. 
when people used to visit him during his sickness, because he didn't die immediately, and if they address him by this title, or oh, commander of the Mu'mineen, say, no, I'm not the commander of the Mu'mineen today. Because I am incapable. I cannot run the affairs of the Ummah. So, so he appointed that committee, consists of seven members, among them is Abdullah ibn Umar, his son. And he said, you have to nominate one of you to be the successor. This is Ahl al-Hal al-Aqd. We don't have in Islam democracy, majority rule. That is kufr. Majority rule is kufr. Okay? If the majority, they want fornication, they want adultery, they want prostitution, they want alcohol, everything will become halal. True or not? That is not an Islam. Okay? If all the dunya is saying alcohol, we want alcohol, it will remain haram. What Allah made haram is haram. And if one comes and says it is halal, then he is not a Muslim. He's not a Muslim. So, but they have something, another system, different. As Dr. Bilal, Zahallah Khair mentioned, we have different civilization. Okay? But Muslim, they did it. Anyway. So, so he said you have to select one from among yourselves. And if you don't agree upon one, if for instance, four by three, if you are three, four, five, five are saying we want this, two are saying we want this, then of course majority is applicable here. They are blind. But if you are 50% against 50, three by three, three are saying we want this, three are saying. So now Abdullah ibn Umar, the party that he joins, and what Allah, or Abdullah ibn Umar says, the Khalifa should be so and so, huh? that should be, huh? should be applied. Providing that he should not be Abdullah ibn Umar. That the Caliph should never be Abdullah ibn Umar. Should never be Abdullah ibn Umar. That's what he said. This is what he said to the committee. On the other hand, he addressed the Ummah. And he said to the Muslimin, give the committee three days. If they agree upon a Khalifa, Alhamdulillah. Otherwise, kill them all, including my son. Why? This is to know the significance and the importance of the unity of the Ummah. No one realized this now. We don't realize the importance of, ummah, of the unity of the Ummah. He said, kill them all, including his son. Because the unity of the Ummah is very important. The Sahaba, they left the body of the Prophet ﷺ for a number of days. Because they were busy with the Khilafah. And then they buried the body. To maintain the unity of the Ummah. The Prophet ﷺ is saying in the Hadith, if a Khalifa was giving the Bay'ah, a bridge, Alhamdulillah, not the one who is in East Ham now. Huh? Khalifa is Qurashi. Okay, and he has to prove that he is Qurayshi and the scholars have to get them. But now one who is seeking political asylum in London, okay, and he is going to be the Khalifa. And the problem with the Muslims, subhanallah, they don't think. Anyone comes to them, say anything. 
He will find customers to follow him. Subhanallah. So, so the Prophet ﷺ said, if a bay'ah was given to a khalifa, the Muslimin gave the Muslims gave this bay'ah to the khalifa, then another one appeared. Said, I am also a khalifa. Said, chop his head off. Kill him. Why? Because now this one is coming to defy the ummah. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding brotherhood. You know the jealousy, envy between brothers. It happened between the children of Adam. Okay? Uh, what is it they call them? Canaan uh, and Abel. And Abel. Okay? Because one of them he wants to marry his own sister that was with him in the same womb. I do know the story. So he killed his brother. Huh? He killed his brother. So then, later on, he regret. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, فَبَعَثَ اللَّهُ غُرَابًا يَبْحَثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ لِيُرِيَهُ كَيْفَ يُوَارِ سَوْأَةَ أَخِيهِ قَالَ يَا وَيْلَتَا أَعْجَزْتُ أَنْ أَكُونَ مِثْلَ هَذَا الْغُرَابِ فَأُوَارِيَ سَوْأَةَ أَخِيهِ فَأَصْبَحَ مِنَ النَّادِمِينَ Then Allah sent a crow. See, man, man is incapable to do many things. But he pretends that he knows everything. Man thinks that he knows everything. He doesn't know everything. When you buy a bottle of medicine, what is then the prescription? What is it? Side effects. What does it mean that side effects? It means this medicine will cure you from this sickness. But we don't know what will happen to you. Huh? It will cause you something else. To, a dummy will take place somewhere else. We don't know. Every medicine has side effects. At the beginning of this industrial revolution, what happened? Okay. You see factories, plants, all this. What happened to the atmosphere? Pollution, environment, pollution. Billions now are paid for what? For the pollution. Man was not aware of that. Many, many, many examples. So man, he thinks that he can run his own life. He doesn't know. Take the law. From time to time they keep amending the constitution. Why? Why are they amending it? Why? Because there are new things happening. We're not taken into consideration. So they have to keep updating the constitution. Because man is limited in every aspect. So he needs a guidance from his creator. So he regretted. He said, and then Allah sent a crow who scratched the ground to show him how to hide the dead body of his brother. He didn't know how to hide the body. He, the murderer, said, Woe to me! Am I not even able to be as this crow and to hide the dead body of my brother? Then he became one of those who regretted. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tells us 
about the mu'mineen in the jannah وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلِّ إِخْوَانًا عَلَى سُرُرٍ مُتَقَابِلِينَ And those who came, <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say that on that day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the rank and hatred from their hearts. Inshallah after we cross the sirat, do you think that we'll go to the jannah directly? No, no. After the sirat, there is something called qantara. In this area, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the diseases and the illnesses from the hearts. So then we'll enter the jannah oppressed, shoulder to shoulder. Brothers, inshallah. So then they will be sitting on cushions facing each other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ And those who came after them say, after the companions, Our Lord, forgive us and our brethren who have preceded us in faith and put not in our hearts any hatred against those who believed. This is the dua of the believers. Well, every one of us should ask himself, what do, I, what do I have in my heart for my brothers? Love or hatred? What do you have? You have to, Everyone knows himself. Everyone knows himself. Imagine that you die tonight with this black heart this heart which is full of hatred. How can you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this heart? So, the companion that the glad tidings was giving to him, when the Abdullah ibn Umar said to him, I have a problem with my father, I want to sleep in your house for three days, to find out, and he didn't see anything abnormal. So finally he said, I have no problem with my father. But the Prophet ﷺ said, now a man huh, who's going to enter the Jannah is going to enter the mosque now. A man of the people of the Jannah. So tell me, what is peculiar? What is unique? He said, nothing. But when I sleep, I forgive all the Muslims. When I sleep, I forgive all the Muslims. I reset and clear my heart. So that's it. Because of that. So no hatred. And they used to pray, Our Lord, you are indeed full of kindness, most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اقْتَتَلُوا فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا فَإِن بَغَتْ إِحْدَاهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى فَقَاتُلُوا الَّتِي تَبْغِي حَتَّى تَفِيءَ إِلَىٰ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ And if two parties or groups among the believers fall to fighting, then make peace between them. See this ayah, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Despite the fight, they are still what? Still mu'mineen, in spite of fighting. That's why a Muslim might kill a Muslim. Muslim might fight a Muslim. 
But this will not make him a kafir. This is the creed of Ahl Sunnah. Not the creed of the Kharijites, the Khawarij. Say so one who commits a major sin, then he becomes a kafir, he's out of the fold of Islam. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He describes them by the title of Iman. Despite that they killed each other. They're fighting each other. They're still mu'min. The Sahaba, they fought each other. And they killed each other. And that, because a fitna happened among them. And who was behind it? A Jew. Abdullah ibn Saba. Okay? He was behind the fitna. And everyone is thinking that he is right. Ali and Muawiyah. May Allah be pleased with both of them. Because with Muawiyah, there were some of those who are of the ten. The Prophet ﷺ said they are going to the Jannah. And also on the other side, some of the ten. So it was a fitna. As Imam Shafi'i said, these bloods, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved our souls from being polluted by them, then we have to save our tongues. We should not talk anything evil about the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. So, and we read in history that when they stop the fight for Adhan or Salah, they pray behind each other. Before, a few minutes, they were killing each other. This Salah started, they will pray behind each other. Subhanallah. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about Yusuf alayhi salam. The jealousy and the envy. Because of that, his brothers, they threw him into the well. And in Surah Yusuf, in the beginning of the surah, he, had, he saw vision, dream, that 11 planets are prostrating for him and the sun and the moon. In the beginning of Surah Yusuf. And the answer for that, the interpretation at the end of the surah. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَرَفَعَ أَبَوَيْهِ عَلَى الْعَرْشِ وَخَرُّوا لَهُ سُجَّدًا وَقَالَ يَا أَبَتِ هَذَا تَأْوِيلُ رُؤْيَايَ مِنْ قَبِلُ قَدْ جَعَلَهَا رَبِّ حَقَّا وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي إِذْ أَخْرَجَنِي مِنَ السِّجْنِ وَجَاءَ بِكُمْ مِنَ الْبَدْوِ مِنْ بَعْدِ أَنْ نَزَغَ الشَّيْطَانُ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ إِخْوَتِي and he raised his parents to the throne. And they fell down before him prostrate. His, his brothers, the eleven, this, huh? this, the planets, the kawakib. And he said, oh my father, this is the interpretation of my dream a fourth time. My Lord has made it come true. And he was indeed good to me. And when he took me out of the prison and brought you all out of the Bedouin life, after shaitan had sown enmity between me and my brothers. Shaitan. And this is what the shaitan is doing to us nowadays. There's enmity among us. As the Prophet ﷺ said in Sahih Muslim, 
Verily, shaitan, the Satan, had dis- dispersed of the believers. He lost hope of the believers to worship him in the Arabian Peninsula. But he succeeded in provoking them against each other. In this mission, shaitan succeeded. But he succeeded in provoking them against each other. This is what he's doing. This is the prophecy. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is what the shaitan will do. The shaitan at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, he lost hope. He's heard of that the worshippers, the believers might worship him. He said, no one is going to worship me. But the shaitan, he has long-term strategies. He plans. Okay? Shaitan has experience. Don't think you will fool the shaitan. Okay? Millions of years of experience. Generations, uh, he fooled them. Okay? That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطْوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ Don't follow the footsteps of the shaitan. He knows how to pull your leg. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوُ Most certainly, verily, shaitan is your enemy. Open enemy. فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًا Take him as an enemy. But we're not taking shaitan as an enemy. We're taking the shaitan as a friend. Okay? And mankind, some of them, they are worshipping the shaitan. You know this. In the States, I don't know. Do you have devil worshippers here? In the States, they do have. And they have their own magazines, all these things. Devil worshippers. And not only that, even now in Egypt, in Egypt where the Azhar is, okay, they have caught a number of devil worshippers. Muslims, their children, they are devil worshippers. Why? Because their fathers, their parents, Neglected them, they are not looking after them, they are not teaching them. Okay? They let the TV and the media to educate them, to bring them up. So that's the natural product. Hmm? So if you leave your children, that's what will happen. Okay? Worship a devil, whatever. <coughs> so, Shaitan succeeded in provoking us against each other. The merit of loving each other for Allah's sake. The Prophet ﷺ, before that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ إِلَّا تَفْعَلُوهُ تَكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ كَبِيرٌ Please pay attention to this ayah. And those who disbelieve are allies to one another. Friend and of one another. See, you know the allied forces? They are allies for each other, for one another. If you, Allah Allah is warning us in this ayah, if you Muslims of the whole world, collectively, do not do so, you do not unite and come together, the kuffar are coming together. Okay, this Europe now, you have the European Union? And they want to make one, they, they made it already, yeah? the euro, is it? What is it? Yeah, the dollar? And the, the euro. Yeah. So, they are coming together. And who is their enemy? What is their goal now? The, world, the cold war is over. 
So who's the enemy now? They are saying it. Islam. Openly they are saying it. Islam is our enemy. That's what they are preparing themselves for. So Allah is saying, and if you, Muslims, of the whole world collectively, do not do so. Do, do, do what? Unite. Because the kuffar are united. If you don't do the, do the same thing, what will happen? <clears throat> then he said, there will be a fitna. If you don't do this, the consequences, there will be a fitna. Among you, and oppression on earth, and a great mischief and corruption. Narrated Anas radiallahu anhu, a man asked the Prophet about the hour, asking him when the hour will, happen, will take place. He said, When will what the man said, When will the hour be? The Prophet said, What have you prepared for it? You're asking about Yom al Qiyamah. Are you ready for it? The man said nothing except that I love Allah and His Messenger. This is, this is what I have prepared. The love of Allah and His Messenger. The Prophet said, you will be with those whom you love. You will be with those whom you love. You love the Prophet you will be with the Prophet. Then the narrator is saying, we had never been so glad as we were on hearing that saying of the Prophet you will be with those whom you love. Hence, I love the Prophet the narrator is saying, I love Abu Bakr and Umar, and I hope that I will be with them because of my love for them, though my deeds are not similar to theirs. And the hadith is in Bukhari. So, whom you love, you will be with them. You love the Prophet ﷺ, you'll be with the Prophet. You love the companions, you'll be with the companions. And just give you an example. Shaykh Ihsan Ilahi Zahir, rahimahullah, maybe some of you, they know about him. Okay? Who exposed the reality of the Shias. Okay? That's why they killed him. Okay? By sending him, they sent him a vase as a gift. Okay? And the bomb was inside. Okay? In Bishawar, I think. Okay? And he was lecturing. But throughout his books, he's defending the companions. I heard one of his cassettes, he was crying, defending his mother, Aisha. And he was crying. And see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did to him. From Bishawa, a plane took him. And he was buried with the companions in the Baqir. You love the Sahaba? You'll be with the Sahaba. From Bishawir to the Baqiyah in Medina with the companions. And he was buried there. So you have to be sincere in your love for the Sahaba and the Prophet Also, Allah will say as in Sahih Muslim, where are those who loved each other for my glory? Where are they? This day I will shade them with my shade. On a day where there is no shade except my shade. People will be sweating. The sun is above the head. Some people sweat will reach to their knees. 
some to the waist, some the sweat will reach their mouth. And some are not sweating at all. They are under the shade of the throne. May Allah make us uh, among them. Those who love each other, they will be under the shade of the mighty throne. Also, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, my love is a right for those who love each other. They will be in the shade of the throne on the day of judgment, where there is no shade except my shade. And the hadith, there are so many about this. What's the caliber? What's the criteria of selecting and choosing brothers? You don't choose anyone. Real brother, as they say, brother indeed is brother in need. Not that this word, I love you for Allah's sake, and some, and you fall sick, and you recover, and you fall sick, and you recover, and he doesn't ask about you. And he loves you for Allah's sake. Right? It became cheap. It became cheap, this word, I love you for Allah's sake. As Zain al-Abidin said to his student, is there anyone among you who can put his hand in his brother's pocket? Have anything inside? <laughs> okay? In his brother's pocket. And he will take the money he wants. And his brother will never ask him? Say, no. No one will dare to do that. He said, you are not my brothers. No. Say, subhanallah. If your father wants something from your wallet, you will... Grab his hand. <laughs> this is money. <laughs> okay, worshippers of dirham and dinar, as the Prophet ﷺ said. In Hilyat al-Awliya, one of the tabi'een, he came to his brother's house and he didn't find him. He wants some money. So he said to the, to the amma, to the slave girl, Bring me huh, the saving what? Saving box, saving chest, okay, of your master. And she brought, and she he said, open, and she opened. And he took the amount of money he wanted and he left. And he left. So when her master came, she said, So and so came, and he did this. He said, By Allah, if he did that, you are free. He felt very happy. No barriers between them. He felt that much of happiness. That's what the brotherhood among the... Huh? Not like us today. You say, I love all of you. If I... Okay, you say, you love me for Allah. We know it by default, okay? But, if something happened to me and I'm in need, okay, I want money or something. So I said, okay. This is a brother in Islam, so I'll visit him. So I came to your house. You served me, gave me tea. And then you felt that I came for something. So before I opened my mouth, you started saying, you so said the situation is difficult. And the <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want me to ask you. And you say you love me for Allah's sake. So we have at least to avoid hypocrisy, please. Should not, should not lie. See, when the man came to Mu'ad, Mu'ad was sitting in the masjid in Damascus. 
teaching. So, so the man came to him and he said, By Allah, I love you for Allah's sake. So Mu'az said, By Allah, you love me for Allah's sake. He said, By Allah. He said, Then, after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, my aunt will love you as you loved me for his sake. So, the caliber to choose the brothers, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوْ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Which means, friends on that day, day of judgment, will be foes, enemies, one to another, except المتقون, the righteous. So, your brothers should be متقون, not backbiters and slanderers. Those who fear Allah, a brother who will tell you, fear Allah. A brother will strengthen your iman. You know, the sahaba and the companions and the tabi'een. You read in the history and the narrations, they used to tell to each other, sit down, we will renew our iman for one hour. Have you come across this expression? Let's sit down to renew and strengthen our iman for one hour. What does it mean? Remind me, I remind you. Because in this dunya we are taken away. So remind me about the hereafter, remind me about the, the akhirah. So our iman will increase. So the sahaba, when they meet each other, they ask each other about the iman. Today, we ask each other about the dunya. How's work, man? This what they, okay? This is the reality. No one will ask his brother, how is your iman? And if he asks you, what's wrong with this man? He's asking me about huh? my iman. The sahaba used only to ask about the iman. The iman. And they used to say to each other, sit down. So, to strengthen our iman for one hour. So, the Prophet ﷺ said, man is upon the deen of his companion. So he should know whom, he, whom to choose as a friend. He should know whom to choose as a friend. And also, he said ﷺ, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing his Prophet. وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَهُ وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَاهُ وَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُطًا And keep yourself, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, patiently with those who call on the Lord morning and afternoon. Who are they? The Ashab al-Suffa. The poor companions who are living in Medina in the masjid. So Allah is commanding His Prophet to stay with them, with those who ask Allah and they pray and they ask their Lord day and night, seeking His face. And let not your eyes overlook them, never. The companions. Desiring the pomp and the glitter of life, this life. And obey not whom, whose heart we have made heedless of our remembrance. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded, because the commentators, they tell us, that the kuffar came to the Prophet And they say, if you want us to accept Islam, please, you know, we are nobles, okay? And we don't want to sit with the huh, low class people. So allocate huh, some time for us to sit with you and leave them. So Allah immediately say, no, don't listen to them. Huh? Be with them, with those the poor. Huh? And don't listen to the kuffar and to their suggestion. If they want Islam, this is Islam. Okay, Islam is for deen of justice. When the, what's his name? The uh, Herakl, Heraklius. When he, in Bukhari, when he asked Abu Sufyan, who are his followers? The rich or the poor? Say the poor. He said, he's a prophet. Because always the followers of the prophets are the poor. Always. Because it's the, they, they feel the justice in the deen. The Sahaba used to say, our master set free our master. Sayyiduna a'taqa sayyidana. Which means they are referring to Abu Bakr and Bilal. So they are saying, radiallahu anhumah, they are saying, our master means Abu Bakr. Set free our master, Bilal. is our master. The Arabs. The Arabs before Islam, they will not say such a word. He's a, our master. But Islam changed. Aspect of brotherhood and ways of strengthening this. We have, first of all, to disseminate and spread the mercy and kindness. <coughs> As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Muhammad al-Rasulullah, وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Messenger of Allah. And those who are with him are severe against disbelievers and merciful among themselves. What's the situation today? Are we merciful towards each other and severe against the disbelievers or the opposite? You find when he meets the kafir, he smiles. Give a big smile. And when he meets his brother, Muslim brother, he frowns. Subhanallah. The Prophet is saying, smiling when you meet and you count your brother is a sadaqah, charity. The Sahaba used to say, we smile in the faces of people that we don't love them. In our hearts we are cursing them. But whenever we meet them, we smile. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Idfa' billati hiya ahsan. That in the treatment, you have to be nice to the people. Treat the people in the nice way. So whenever you, as the companion said, the Prophet ﷺ, whenever he meets me, whenever he used to meet me, okay, he smiles. All the time he's smiling, the Prophet. ﷺ. So what are you losing? Smiling is a charity. As one uh, da'i said, it's only one centimeter up, one centimeter down. True. Just the upper lip up and the lower one down. Yes. 
You do it to the kuffar. Why don't you do it to the Muslims? No, he's an innovator and he's this and he's that. Huh? That's why I have to frown. Okay? And maybe he will say they are worse than the kuffar. The kuffar, they are so vivid, so clear. But those, they are internal. Shaitan knows how to, huh? to teach them what to say. No. See the Sahaba. The Sahaba, is, they said, whenever we meet people that we don't love them, we smile. Not only this, the Prophet ﷺ, he heard a man is coming to enter the house of the Prophet ﷺ. He said, what an evil person this man. But when the man entered the house, the Prophet ﷺ hospitalized him, uh, talked to him nicely, smiled. Sahaba, they were astonished. Aisha was Surprised. When the man left, he said, What is this, O Prophet of Allah? Prior to his huh, coming, you're saying an evil person. And when he entered, he smiled. He said, Aisha, the worst among mankind, among the people, is the one that people treat him nicely to avert his evil, to avoid his sharr. So, so whenever you meet your brother, smile, even if he doesn't love you. You know what you do to him? You are shooting an arrow into his heart. Really. When you meet him, smile. Then, you did, did, you, did you lose anything? No. You just smiled. He, he will leave you and now he will have this inner struggle. What's wrong with this man? I hate him. Whenever I meet him, he smiles. Really, this is what is happening. And carry on. That's why I'm telling my brothers. We should not react negatively. Unfortunately, we are reacting negatively. He turns his face, I turn my face. So no common term. No. If he did like this, come from the other way. Say, Salaamu Alaikum Believe me. This is what we have to do. This is the brotherhood. And that the Prophet ﷺ said, the best among them is the one who starts with the salam is the best. So, so this is one aspect that we spread the kindness. You know, uh, Abu Darda, one of the companions, Abu Darda, when he entered Damascus, he found number of heads beheaded, the heads of the Khawarij, and they were suspended. He said they are the worst and that the knobby of heaven. That the dogs of hellfire. As the Prophet ﷺ said the hadith. Then he cried. He wept. Why did he cry? Abu Darda. After saying that. They told him, why did you cry? He said, I remember they are members of the ummah. They are Muslims. But the shaitan huh, misled them. When he remembered this fact, that they are Muslims, but the shaitan misled them, he cried. He cried. Second aspect is lowering one's wing for the believers. This is what Allah is saying. And lowering... And lower your wing for the believers. That means humble yourself. For your brother, no problem. For Allah's sake. 
The problem that some of us are proud, I will not lower myself. He will think that I am weak. No, I will lower myself and I will even visit him, give him a ring, take my family to visit him, let him close the door on your face, no problem. For Allah's sake. If you really want to, uh, to reduce the gap among us and to maintain the unity and the real brotherhood, let him do that. Out of courtesy, he will say, okay, welcome. Alhamdulillah. So the Prophet ﷺ said, so this is the hadith in Silsila Sahihah by Shaykh al-Albani and it is authentic hadith. He's saying, keep relation with those who cut off from you. The Prophet ﷺ said, keep relation with those who cut off from you. Keep them, your relation. They cut off, visit them. And behave well towards one who treats you badly. He mistreats you, treat him nicely. He backbites. He talks evil about you. Don't do the same thing. And we have to fear Allah. And we have to stop spreading rumors. Akhi, so and so said this about you. Say, fear Allah, I don't want to hear. But we entertain it. What did he say? Who's the eyewitness? Who was present? That's what we are doing. And speak the truth even if it is against yourself. Also, how many minutes I have? Nine minutes. Zero minutes. Okay. Mutual visiting, that's another aspect. Visiting him when he is sick, that's another aspect. Remove any grief from him, worldly grief, if he needs in your, of your help. Think good of your brother and avoid suspicion. Overlook your brother's faults. The cordial advice and secret advice. Hardly advice. You are my mirror, okay? So, if you find a fault in me, come to me, visit me, and advise me secretly. I will appreciate it. No one is above criticism. Okay? All of 